Hello and welcome back to the Unending TBR podcast. We are here with another fangirling episode of one of my favorite authors. Thank you for joining us. Today we are back with another episode, uh, author-focused fanning episode, let's call it that, right, with Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) Hello. So today we are going to be talking about one of our mutual favorite authors, and that is Mary Lou Tyndale. So what was the, what do you think is like a trademark of why you enjoy her as an author? Swashbuckling romance. Yeah. I mean, she does so much stuff that's, that's piratey and takes place on ships, piratey, privateer. It's just, nobody else really does that in Christian fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a fan of hers uh, since preteen when I started reading her stuff. Love it. Um, and I started looking for somebody who did swashbuckling, and that's how I found her. And then, you know, launch teams, even as in, in high school, and just to just kind of just kind of progress into just totally fangirling over her stuff, especially her early stuff. So, yeah, her, her early stuff was definitely. Um, the stuff that I, again, it, there's something about her style of swashbuckling. There is so much action in her stories and the way that they're like, they're paced. It just draws you in and draws you with that adventure feel. High seas adventures. I always love lots of sword fighting in scenes. And um, yeah, she fully captured. It's kind of funny. Well, it's like the first one that I read actually of hers didn't take place on a ship because that was um the second in her war of 1812 oh so under the night you didn't so, even start with the swashbuckling but you no. started with the good romance though that was it, good it was definitely like enemies to lovers on opposite sides of the war so I mean that always has been a thing for me so I loved yeah. how she did that and then and then I went back and started reading her other ones and it's like this is the best thing ever. I hit the gold. <laughs> what did you start with? Um, I started with the best one, which is the redemption. Um, because it should start, I guess. <laughs> yes. So how it started was I wasn't allowed to watch Pirates of the Caribbean until I was like a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Um, magic and stuff. I just wasn't allowed to do that until a lot later. And then even some stuff, my mom still says I can't do it. <laughs> even though I'm 27. <laughs> um, but so I really enjoyed the swashbuckling parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. So I was like, well, maybe there's Christian fiction about this. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found the redemption. And oh man, it was the best one to start with, in my opinion. It's her best one. Her best uh, hero, the best action, yeah. the best mm-hmm. romance. It was just, yeah, it totally hooked me. And what I loved about, she was inspired, I believe, by Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's like, I, I so wish that there were just those, I was looking for those adventures that just had that swashbuckling without the magic mm-hmm. and the other stuff. And it's like, I love what she did. She took that, that market and she did it with the Christian message in it. And she yeah. has little in her earlier books, it's like a little bit light 
supernatural little glimpses, little bits, and it does get stronger as her series go on. But I loved how she did it from that different perspective. It's one thing that I just loved from her is her spiritual yeah. message. How she that was, that's something, because as a teenager, I really wanted to be able to enjoy the action and stuff of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I had, I joke and say I wasn't allowed to, but I had no desire to get into yeah. all that magic and stuff. And so I wanted just a swashbuckling, heroic, yes high seas tail and I literally you know little little me on the school library computer was just looking up like pirate Christian fiction books and that's how I found her um and I've never looked back I know I know that was just there's something about that series that too just like absorbs you in how she has all the all the books in that series how they all start with the letter R, all named after a ship. I mean, you, I mean, you've heard this before from me, but it's like <laughs> tall ships are like my thing. Other people would like think of ve- the best vehicles that they could do is a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Those are the hot vehicles, but me, I'm like any tall ship that I see, it's like, oh, if a if a book has a tall ship on a cover, automatically it goes up several points just for that fact. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I probably could never be on one of, in one of her stories because I get seasick. Like crazy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I can live vicariously through. Her you adventure. would not want to be the girl in The Reckoning who, this is actually a time travel one for her, where where she goes back in time and ends up on a pirate ship 300 years in the past. You would not want to be her. Well, I, I would want to. <laughs> but you'd want it to include no seasickness. Got it. <laughs> I'm okay as long as we're moving. If we're just sitting there, Bob, we had rented a sailboat once and we were sitting out there and there was no wind. And my brother and I got oh. so sick. We could barely help my dad get the, the boat back because we had the motor back. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it would be different on a big ship. Just think of it that way. I'm that's what I'm thinking. I also like really love that one because that is set in San Diego, the closest that I've been to my hometown area. And it features a tall ship festival that they act that I have actually attended a couple times. (gasps) Really? Take our little dinghy, go down into the water, and you watch all these tall ships coming from all over the world. They had a Chinese junk one year that sailed right by the Navy um, Coast Guard training thing set off cannons. And I was just like, okay. So when I don't know if they have it anymore though. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to come visit you. We're going to go to that. (laughs) I, I believe that like the last one that I remember was like four years ago. That's awesome. But I don't know. I don't know if they just canceled it last year or what. So I don't know. Yeah. Got off trail. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> tall ships so but I feel tall like she cap- now I know where I was gonna go with that I feel like she captures the um the romance of that high seas golden age of piracy era really well yes she is very good at writing romance mm-hmm. clean romance very good at that love it um even if the setting is different in her books because she she varies off of high seas stuff sometimes yeah, it's still got a good romance, good spiritual message. Mm-hmm. Still a winner, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I, 
think the other, you know, it's like, and I've, I know I've mentioned her books several times, but it's just like, I loved how she did. Um, I love how she incorporates real history into so many of them too. Like her War of 1812, she incorporated a lot of actual events in each of the, like the climaxes yeah. of the stories. So like one, wasn't one the, um, the, the siege of Washington, D.C.? That was the, the second the fire and all that. And then and the third one was the um, Battle of Fort Sumter when mm-hmm. the national anthem was written, right? Yes. And the first book, it was the, um, blah. it was the, <laughs> it was the first battle of the, um, oh yeah, US Constitution. It ta- it's, it's like yes. they're a fictional, they're on a fictional, they're fictional characters that are somehow caught up on the side on that very first battle. So, I mean, yes. I just loved those little nuggets of history woven into that too. And she did that too with her pirate series. She did. You know, I'm a history buff and nerd. So, <laughs> you know, I love that. Her pirate series, she included like, actual history of the Caribbean and like Mm -hmm. the islands and stuff like that and what actually happened even I think was it Port Royal and stuff that Ransom yeah Ransom yeah 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 and I I remember I loved Ransom I love the hidden identities um, type trip I love the continuation that how she has it all connected in the series yes is so, so much about that. And it was like, so, I watched, a, I think it was like a PBS or something or National Geographic about the, the Port Royal earthquake. And it was like, I was watching this play out and I'm like, oh yeah. And then this happened and this happened and this, this happened, happened because <laughs> you know what What happened. I love about this one is, I mean, the storyline is really cool because yeah. he's an Earl who is a pirate and he like is disguised when he's in the city and then he's a pirate. And then is it his fiance or arranged it's marriage or fake relationship with him and the heroine. And then it turns into a real relationship, which is such a good romance. Yes. This one is really good. So. I like loved that confrontation scene of when she figures it out and what all happens in there I was just like I feel like I reread that read section now <laughs> I read it I like that she plays the violin I mean I remembered that like right away when I picked this up I was like oh yeah she plays the violin which was very unusual for mm-hmm. heroines back then yes. um or for women back then to to mm-hmm. play something like the violin so that was really cool yeah no that was that was definitely one of my favorites and then of course leading into what happens in this one I feel like some people ask oh do you have to read them in order I feel like the first three books you should probably read them in order and then I feel like Ransom it's almost like starting a new you could probably read Ransom by itself there's you know and then it's like but then you should read Ransom before you read Reckoning yeah and the thing about this is for those who don't know she wrote the redemption the first three of the Legacy of the King's Piracy series, which is the Redemption, the Restitution, and the Reliance. Um, she wrote those 
years before she started um the next three yeah. which yeah. were kind of like her first foray into kind of publishing by herself mm-hmm. she really wanted to deliver the kind of story that she did and um really excellent um and as a fan of the early ones I really enjoyed the um you know what I don't know that I've read the sixth one of the series I've read it I don't it has a little bit you know it's like I feel like she has changed a little bit in her writing as mm-hmm. as the series progressed I mean it wasn't my favorite of the series it's like I really loved you know a co- you know a few of them and I feel like that's true with almost any author not any yeah any author you will sometimes run into one that just isn't your style I feel like yeah. some of the later books like her um her medieval fantasy is it's much more of a stronger spiritual message that is incorporated. And I feel like that's true with, I'm forgetting the name of the, the sixth one in the pirate series. Um, sixth one. I don't, I don't remember either, but it's definitely, she, and that was her purpose in, in starting yeah. to self-publish was she wanted yeah. to do, she even defined it as fantasy that's Christian fantasy which Mm -hmm. was really interesting to see her. And, you know, I had an email relationship with her in high school and college um, talking to her about as she was making these changes. And it was very interesting to talk to her and see like what her thought process was on that because she put out some great ones on both ends of that decision. And I love both, you know. And it's like there's something for a little bit of everything. If somebody wants a little bit more fantasy, it does kind of get that way later on in her writing. Yeah. And again, but my favorite is her pirates and swashbuckling. My second favorite series of her is the Charlestown Bell series. Yes. Which is basically Charlestown and it's three. Well, then she self-published a fourth, the fourth sisters book. Right. The fourth sister um, book. So. Yes. But I love, my favorite of that is the first one, the Red Siren, where she is a lady pirate and she is it um it's like an arranged engagement um or like they're encouraged to be engaged and it turns out to be uh the person who's hunting for her yes he is set by so the father of the three girls goes is away and then he leaves his second in command or something like that to be kind of like guardian over them and she realizes that he's the one that she had at one time stolen his ship yes and that was just like oh my goodness (laughs) yes and so and he had such a um I mean he was so motivated to hunt down this lady pirate that he could Mm -hmm. he never got a good look of her face so that's why it works and yeah. so motivated to hunt down this lady pirate that basically ruined his life by stealing the ship that he commanded and then of course so enemies to lovers which Nicole you love <laughs> not always with so an identity <laughs> yes. but the other oh. two in that series are also good and I love the mm-hmm. easter eggs that show up yeah between the legacy of the P- king's pirate series and the charlestown bell series which I think yeah. charlestown bell was like her second series right I don't, I've like read them all over. So I have a feeling it is that kind of order. What I also do love is 
um, she gives a little Easter eggs, but also when she rewrites that, you'll find out in the series why the fourth sister isn't um, Charity. She comes in, you know, with that um, later on. And then her interest, her love interest in that one is connected to Legacy of the King's Heart. So she actually kind of like did a merge, a crossover. I know, because it's like, is it a Legacy of the King's Pirate book? Or is it a Charlestown Bell book? I it's need a, to reread that then. I, I had forgotten about that. So I need to reread that. I think you're right though. Because it, it sounds is. Good. Yeah, for sure. It's that grandson or something because it's a, it's a gap in the, in the time period. Yeah. Well, and to all your listeners, just know that we have read all of these over like 10 years and then reread some of them and reread some yeah. of them again. And so mm-hmm. just know that, you know, when you read as much as we do, <laughs> it's like, we really grasp onto the, to the aspects of books that we love. And that's why we talk about our favorites so much. <laughs> and over and over. And I do feel like they are that they're kind of like one of my like comfort food reads. If I just want yes. to enjoy the story, it's like, I don't want to have to, like, don't overanalyze. <laughs> it's just, it's just such a great. I have so much like. on my TBR stack right now and I'm holding the redemption in my hand as we're talking and I'm thinking, goodness, this would be a good book for you. <laughs> and I've probably read this in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Gosh, 15 years I don't want to say how old I am um it's probably been read three or four times it's just one of those reads that you can just always go back to yeah and it's so. like I remember rereading it for the first time and it's always that like oh my goodness am I going to enjoy it as much as I think I enjoy it and it's like it's still all there it's just all those pieces which you know yeah. I mean a lot of them are even though they're, they're, they're light and fun in the adventure, they always do have that really great depth to them. And let's talk about, it's a, not one of her pirate ones, but it's one of her standalone Veil of Pearls. I this love one this one. So, it was so interesting what she did with this one. It's an escaped <clears throat> slave from um, Barbados during the year it's in Charleston again 1811 I think yeah I was I just opened it up 1811 yeah. and um and how she ha- she is light enough skin that she passes herself off as white and it's her story oh my goodness I just love this again they're a bit on the seas but not like her other ones but yeah this one a about a history this one is special to me and I'll tell you why. So, um, one particular line of my family is from new Orleans and is uh, French Creole, which is, um, uh, mixed race. And so like, if you go back and my brother has done all this genealogy work and you go back and like escape slaves, you know, coming to the U S it's my family history is exactly like this like and it's confirmed by ancestry dna just so you know um and it's really interesting to me because it's like part of my heritage it's like one of my family lines in particular like this was their reality and like the whole storyline was their reality um and it was just super interesting to see um see somebody take that 
in, in a time period where, you know, that's probably what my ancestors were doing. We don't know for sure exactly where they were from, but we mm-hmm. do know they ended up in the Treme neighborhood of New Orleans um, and that they were um, mixed. And, and so it's super interesting to see um, fiction that takes that and runs with it and runs with the issues that my ancestors had um, at that time. So that's really cool. So, yeah. I, I love how she did it. I love how she explored that period and that, you know, a little bit, you know, heavier topic because, I mean, I, I like to read and, and, and be informed, but it's like, sometimes you don't want to, it's hard for me to want to pick up a book sometimes when I know it's going to be, it could be an issue that's, that's really dark and really heavy and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I feel like she did it in such a way that was just really good a great message that went with it and and a good romance that went with it of course the romance aspect of it I mean it's just super fascinating but yeah that one's close to my heart because you go far enough in my family tree that's exactly you know what what they were dealing with and and that's just really cool for me And, and it's like I my little brother and sister were just listening to like um underground railroad stories and where there was that one couple that the wife dressed up as a guy because she was a little bit lighter skin and she I mean there were stories out there that it's like this could have happened so yeah I enjoy that part of it for sure so what about you do we have I have another favorite. Okay. I think we touched on it briefly. Surrender the Heart, the first yeah. in the War Between 12 1. Um, the romance between Marianne and Noah, super sweet. He, awesome. Yeah, it's a great book. And it's based off of my favorite verse of all time, which is Esther 414. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got this, but I have a signed copy of this book. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't remember how I got it. I mean, it was a long time ago, but she wrote in Esther 414 in there, um, which is my favorite verse. And so it's a book based on my favorite verse that I have a signed copy of that I reread. This is another one that I have reread so many times. I can't even tell you. (laughs) I like Vita. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got them after I read them off of the library and then it's like I have to have these for my collection because you just want to have them on hand to reread them I love that one so much because for one thing it's like the heroine is not your like typical absolutely the most beautiful woman that have ever been seen type heroine and it's like she's she's at she's average or she considers herself below average and I I love how she talked about like her image and her worth in that story. Like to me, it's, it's such a great romance. It's such a great adventure, but it's so much more too. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about how spunky she was. I mean, she ended up on that. Oh my goodness. She went after him. I was like, why did you behave that way at her? Cause they're enemies to lovers. It was basically a marriage of convenience, but they just hasn't happened yet. And right. they were basically being pushed together to get married, but they really didn't, didn't like, each, like other. each other at all. Mm-mm. And he was kind of a jerk at their engagement soiree. Yeah. And so she runs after him into the street and then follows him onto a ship and stows away on a ship. And then the ship gets captured. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl after my own heart. I'm like, I would be like, don't you walk away from me. You talk to me. She cracks me up. 
and and then of course you know the character changed and everything but that that was a great that was a great setup to the beginning of that story (laughs) it was just so funny because they ended up like they they had known each other they were so opposite they were so against each other and then like what causes their opinions to change and their growth through the story is just so entertaining to watch and it doesn't happen instantly like I mean no there's some tough stuff that happens on that one yeah but but they have a really good romance especially in the last you know last part of the book it's just so good such a well-written romance oh now I want to reread that one (laughs) I know right I'm like stacking (laughs) these up on my couch as we're talking I'm like okay I need to reread that one I need to reread that one bought for rereading purposes but I have not yet reread it is Falcon and the Sparrow oh my word that was a long time ago that might have been like the second second book that I have read I mean this was like a long I don't even remember much about it but I remember I liked it I have it right here but I know it's like I remember absolutely loving that one because that one is uh, hidden identities spies during the Napoleonic Wars if I get it right yes yes and she's sent to spy on him because her brother's life is at stake or something like that so it's hot it's that high stakes energy but it's like other than that and a few scenes that I remember I like need to reread it because I've okay. forgotten now I need to reread it we need to do a buddy read of this book <laughs> I know because so. Falcon and the Sparrow, I remember that being, again, it's just like, there's, there's always a little bit of like that mystery yeah. action adventure with romance, with great historical stuff. Yeah. So which character do you most relate to or characters? You can choose more than one out of Mary Lou Tindall's books. So if I had to pick like a majority, I'm probably 73% Grace Westcott. Seventy-three <laughs> percent. Oh my word! Oh my goodness! Now I'm gonna have to do. I'm seventy-three percent Grace Westcott. Um, I actually, I know you're gonna probably like roll your eyes because we talk up, but I do. Um, I believe I do relate a lot to Marianne for Surrender the Heart. So I feel like my, the rest of my percentage is Marianne. I do love her, um, her love of family. Like she is very devoted to taking care of her family, which yeah. is also kind of like faith. So hmm, maybe I'm like 10% faith. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting so specific with the percentages. It cracks me up. <laughs> so, but no, it's like um, Grace Wiscott. And I've mentioned her in another one of my podcasts is one of the really key books key fictional books that has really actually helped me in my walk in my faith Mm -hmm. seeing grace how she is very um self-righteous very much you do the rules of the religion you do x y and z and anything outside of that is nada and her growth and change and to see how she needs to become more filled with grace that she needs to have grace what she gets put into for her character to be tested in is like, well, if you were in a different position, would you be the way that you are? So I, because those were things that people close to me told me that I needed to change in my life. So I have a, I have a real heart for grace because 73%. 73%. I got it. 
um i would also okay. say i'm just gonna say part i am part great sweat scott okay. for the same exact reason i also relate to um morgan from the reckoning Ooh. which morgan is my middle name so of course i love her anyway but she deals with a lot of health issues um specifically mental health issues that i have dealt with and, and do deal with and i love that mary lou tackled that yeah. um and and i loved that there was a character that dealt with that um now the mm -hmm. the resolution of that you know is a little different um and it's i don't give spoilers it's fictional <laughs> um not I'm real i'm not gonna give spoilers but um just read it and read the author's note at the end is what i can mm -hmm. say if you read it um because she does go over some stuff but i do love uh, her character in that book for sure so yeah but grace westcott like personality wise is also probably a lot i'm a lot like her as well so <laughs> definitely i know so. um okay all right so i thought of a different question if you could spend one week on one of the ships that mary lou tyndale which one would it be? Oh my word, that is the most difficult question. Um, it would probably not be Surrender the Heart because the captain in that book was a freaking terror. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Can I can I take the place of a heroine in this situation? Because I don't if know. I, take, I didn't. I didn't um, think that through, far through the question. Um, <laughs> the redemption probably or um or the red siren because then i could be the captain so. ah, ah. <laughs> i mean we probably sink but it would be great <laughs> i grew up i grew up surrounded by cornfields i know nothing about ships but it would be great <laughs> yeah it would what Maybe about you I if I could split, I mean, obviously, I actually had like made a meme, uh, keep calm and get aboard the redemption. Like to me, redemption, it's awesome. If I had to pick a second, <laughs> it would be the ransom. Just because Ooh, you know, it's in Port Royal. It's, I mean, Alec is one of my favorites too. So, I mean, and I feel like it's kind of the sister ship of okay. all that was okay. going on. So that's good i mean port royal was exceedingly wicked at that point so i don't know that i'd want to go True. to port royal maybe not but <laughs> maybe just the area around it <laughs> i would i mean my primary answer is the redemption but if yeah. i could i mean the red siren i could be captain so that would be cool because i would be a lady pirate so it would be like yeah that's true that would be great <laughs> yeah so and i think um Again, I, I do love how she connected so many of the books together and the series together. I believe Surrender to Destiny, that series, The War of 1812, I believe there was an Easter egg to that connecting it to the Legacy of the Kings too. I, I would not be surprised. I can't remember what it was, but she Very did that a lot. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, and it's just like, I always love it when authors do take that extra little thing because then it gives us um, long-term readers that little bit of like oh there they you, are you have recommended books to me 
solely because I want to be able to pick out the eat like the 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 mm-hmm. a series you've told me like read this and read this and read this just because you want me to be able to pick out the Easter eggs because the Easter eggs <laughs> are so much fun <laughs> I love it oh so yes anyway if there were and I feel like and I know there's other people other authors that have it's like books set at sea but there's something about the swashbuckling that Mary Lou does. She just Always. does it so well. I know. Always hits the spot. So does. Now I'm going to have to reread when we're done with this. <laughs> that's the problem. Just that, that is so the problem because it's like, as soon as I start talking about them, I'm like, I want to experience oh, it again. I love our fangirling because yeah. you and I read so much of the same stuff that we can just Talk. I feel like yeah this is another author that it was like oh, she reads Mary Lou too because there's like not a lot I don't feel like she's as popular maybe because she didn't get picked up like Barbara isn't as big of a house as some of the other ones so it's like there's a lot of people that have not read her books but then when and, you find people who have it's just kindred spirits because when you read her you love it yeah so <laughs> at least I do <laughs> so Sword fights are always a good idea. So, um, yeah, I mean, so what more can we say? We both highly, highly recommend them. For sure. Pick up the redemption. If you're going to try Mary Lou Tyndall's books, just start with the best one, which is the redemption. Don't even mm-hmm. mess with the others until you've read the redemption and experienced that amazing book. And then and message you, us, and we can yes, talk about right? <laughs> And then once you have, message me, Bookstagram by Alyssa Morgan, um, on Bookstagram, or message Nicole, and yeah. we will fangirl all the time. We'll set up a group chat. Even I will um, always talk to you about these books, like always. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for always having me. All, all right. right. Until next week. Bye.